All right, Donald Trump didn't have to do anything but sit back, relax, and have what they're calling his best week ever. I mean, maybe smash that retweet button a couple of times over the weekend, right? Deliver a powerful speech, but that's it. Because now we're headed into New Hampshire, and he's in much better shape to win the election than any of these scrappy little Dems who are working their tails off to pander to minorities and to women and to LGBT and flail away in order to stay relevant. This is how much of a disaster the Democrats are. And all Trump has to do is, well, nothing. Nothing. And he's got this election in the bag. Now, is that necessarily a good thing? Because, you know, we don't want anyone to get cozy. We don't want anybody to get comfy. So we'll explore that. Plus, I mean, is it so much to ask that an American film win at the Oscars? Woke Hollywood, who put on that ultra-woke production last night, uh, not happy with your boy here because of a tweet. And I'm the first to say it was not the best worded tweet I've ever written, but they are simply devastated. And, you know, I live for Hollywood's acceptance. But we'll clarify what exactly I meant, because I want to be clear, your humble correspondent is anything but the racist person they want to paint me out to be. All right, you know, it's rare that I agree with Bill Maher, but every once in a while, every so often, he'll say something that gets close to the truth. So we'll show you what that is, but first, I want you to check out Book's Flower Company, because just because she says she doesn't want anything for Valentine's Day, uh, let me just tell you something. That's rarely actually the case. But not to worry, the Books Company has got you covered. That's Books, B-O-U-Q-S, as in bouquets of flowers. They offer farm-fresh, sustainably sourced flowers for next or same-day delivery. Order today and get 25% off your entire purchase. Just go to books.com slash W-H-B. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com slash W-H-B for 25% off the code of the order. Use the code W-H-B. And remember... Valentine's Day doesn't have to be for your wife. It's not just for lovers. You can show your best, your best Galentine some love, or you could let your mother know how much you love her. Or, you know, you could even be risky. You could even be risky and make that first move with the one you've been crushing on. But let me tell you, do so at your own risk. It's a risky move, fellas. But, you know, if you think it's cold outside now... Wait until you forget Valentine's Day. That's why the Books Company is here to make your life easier, and they offer more than just roses online. They all also offer sweet treats, beautifully styled bouquets, plants, gifts, and succulents on their site. This Valentine's Day, spread the book love with your first love, your forever love, and your loved ones by going to bouqs.com slash WHB today for 25% off with the code WHB. All right. So like I said, you know, a busted clock is right twice a day. And in this week of broken clock news, that clock was Bill Maher. Here is him talking to Freak Show Zakaria from the Fake News Network. What do you think of this week for Donald Trump? I thought it was his best week ever and the most depressing week for me as someone who's not a fan of Donald Trump and <clears throat> what he's doing to this country. Uh, it was chilling and it's going to be hard to beat. I, I, if this is a superhero movie, <laughs> my favorite kind, uh, this is the moment when Superman is on the ground. 
you know, the kryptonite has weakened him. And I don't know how we get to the end of the movie. I know how in a superhero movie happens because they always win. But this is life. I don't know how we get from here this week to that place November 3rd where he's defeated and leaves, which, of course, I don't think he's going to do. And I mean, he's right. Am I wrong? He is largely right. This was one of Donald Trump's best weeks ever. Because remember, the week began with the catastrophic screw-up in the Iowa caucuses. They still don't know who won. And so much to the point that liberal titans such as the New York Times and NBC News are refusing still to declare a winner. They're citing numerous errors since the caucuses were held a week ago to this day. Trump painted a picture of his vision for America in that great State of the Union speech. The very next day, he was acquitted of impeachment in the Senate with all but this little weasel, little Weasley Mitt Romney voting to acquit him. Then he held a celebratory speech the next day, just as a reminder, just in case you didn't catch the news that he was acquitted, as a reminder that he's innocent. And the American people, well, you know, the American people are another story. They're still out there saying, no, we hate him. No, he's a criminal. Oh, wait, never mind. His approval rating is the highest it's been since 2017. Additionally, the candidate that supposedly fears the worst, that supposedly Donald Trump fears the most, Joe Biden, well, he's not really doing so well, is he? Remember, Trump fears Joe Biden the most and for good reason. That's a headline from Tiana Lowlife at the Washington Examiner. Uh, He isn't exactly doing as well as the polls would predict, is he? And the left, well, they're starting to panic. Because in Iowa, it's looking to seem like he came in fourth place, neck and neck with Amy Klobuchar. Not exactly the front runner. But, you know, we're not exactly sure because we still don't have the results. But even Joe Biden admitted on the debate stage, well, he's not prepared to do all that well in New Hampshire on Tuesday. So I took a hit in Iowa, and I'll probably take a hit here. Traditionally, Bernie won by 20 points last time. And uh, usually it's the neighboring senators who do well. So really, I mean, all that needs to happen is for Democrats to keep saying stupid stuff like that to just hand Trump the victory on a platter. Uh, Trump was not even a part of that debate, and yet somehow he still won that debate. ABC's John Carl told ABC's Martha Ratjaz that he admits Trump's definitely not scared after the debate. Who do you think stood out in terms of going after Donald Trump? You you deal with Donald Trump yeah. every single day. First of all, obviously the candidate that he feared most early on was Joe Biden. That is not the case anymore. And I don't think there was anybody based on tonight's performance that has the Trump campaign quaking in their boots. And even Obama's former strategist, David Axelrod, was forced to admit more or less the same. I don't know that he saw stuff on that stage. I think a lot of the debates that were going on, Medicare for All being one of them, were ones that he would welcome. Yeah, of course he would. To keep Trump ahead, all that needs to happen is for Democrats to keep doing incredibly unimpressive stuff like the stuff they're doing. Stuff like, you know, when when Bernie Sanders says he didn't mind being called a communist. Or when, as reported by the Washington Examiner, he stated in a press release... I fully support the SWP's continued defense of the Cuban Revolution. The SWP, that would be the Socialist Workers' Party. And Sanders' involvement with the Socialist Workers' Party raised so many suspicions that it landed him an investigation by the FBI 
as a possible spy. Talk about radical. And then when asked by debate moderator George Stephanopoulos, 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 when he was asked by that guy, is anyone else on the stage concerned about having a Democratic Socialist at the top of the Democrat ticket, who raised their hand? Oh, that's right. None of the leading candidates raised their hands. Not even Mr. Moderate Peter Buttigieg. So as long as you have people like these as the party's frontrunners, Trump doesn't really need to do anything to stay in the lead, except, as I said, sit back and relax. At the same time, however, we don't want him to get complacent. We don't want him to get so comfortable because the Democrats suck so badly. I mean, there's so much work to be done still on the wall. Yes, significant inroads have been made, but there's always more to be done when it comes to our border security. But the reason it's so hard for the Democrats is not because Trump has been doing nothing, actually. It's because Trump has already put in the work and the results speak for themselves. That's why people like Van Jones, of all people, are starting to admit, oh, wait, never mind. We are actually in big, big doo-doo. I think the, the last 24 hours have been a big wake-up call for Democrats. That's what I think. Um, the Iowa caucus was a debacle. Uh, and this was a very strong speech, and it shows what he thinks he needs to do to win. And I think we have to be very clinical about this. I think you're exactly right. Uh, he knows he's got to give a lot of red meat to his base, and he gave it. What, from religious liberty, abortion, all of it, the military, etc. Um, but he's doing something else, and it has to do with how he's going to manage race in this thing. What he was saying to African Americans can be effective. You may not like it. But he mentioned HBCUs. Our black colleges have been struggling for a long time. A bunch of them have gone under. Uh, he threw a lifeline to them uh, in real life, in, in his budget. He talked about that. He talked about the criminal justice reform. He talked about opportunity zones. This, school choice. He talked about school choice. Issue, yeah. Listen, wake up. We got to wake up, folks. There's a whole bubble thing that goes on. We say, well, he said S-hole nations, therefore all black people are going to hate him forever. That ain't necessarily so. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. And as long as the Democrats sit and they pout while a young black girl and her mother are given the news that the daughter is going to get a scholarship to go to the school of her choice, that ain't necessarily so. As long as they shun a 100-year-old, a 100-year-old Tuskegee Airman with his great-grandson who wants to go to space, that ain't necessarily so. As long as, they, as long as they turn their nose up and poo-poo military families being reunited, that ain't necessarily so. As long as they champion socialism, as long as they refuse to condemn an ideology that has led to actual communism, which has killed millions of people, well, Donald Trump doesn't really have to do much but sit back and watch. All right, so the Oscars were last night. You might not have known it from the viewing numbers, but they were, in fact, last night. And I sent out a tweet that, in retrospect, I probably should have read aloud before I sent my reaction to what would eventually become four Academy Awards given to the foreign film Parasite, a film which I did, in fact, not enjoy as much as I did other films that were up for similar awards. Let's put up my tweet. I said a man named Bong Joon-ho wins Oscar for Best Original Screenplay over Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and 1917. 
acceptance speech was, great honor, thank you. Then he proceeds to give the rest of his speech in Korean. These people are the destruction of America. These people are the destruction of America. That last line is the one that got me in trouble with a whole score of people, including John Legend and his wife, Chrissy Teigen, Don Cheadle, Piers Morgan, all the rest. These people are the destruction of America. And I'm not excusing whatsoever my poor phrasing, but what I was attempting to say was not, was not that Korean people are the destruction of America. That's literally a thought that's never gone through my mind. Check my work. You will find zero animus towards South Koreans ever, point blank. That was not my intention at all. And in fact, if I in the process offended any Koreans who felt that I was sincerely saying, hey, you Koreans, you are responsible for destroying America. I will happily apologize to you directly. However, most of the people who are so upset over my tweet are not Korean. No, they are celebrities, like the ones we mentioned. And then no-name white liberals who are more interested in their own virtue signaling than actually possessing any virtue who find more joy in finding a victim to lynch than searching for the necessary context to get at the actual truth. Because in the context of what was a theme of my tweeting last night, which was that every single decision made that night seemed to be a political one, a liberal political one, not one that was based on the merits of the materials, the films themselves, the decision to award this film an Oscar seemed to be at best just another kowtow to intersectionalist politics and globalism for the sake of being woke. Up until that point that I tweeted, there was not a single speech or performance that did not contain a liberal political message. It, in fact, it began with the first minute of the show when Janelle Monet she mourned that there wasn't sufficient female representation at the Oscars. Then head on over to Brad Pitt, all of a sudden finding love for warmonger John Bolton. They hated that guy, but now they don't just because that Brad, Put, Brad Pitt thought he could, that Bolton could deliver the anti-Trump goods. All of a sudden, we need to hear from him. The whole night, like it often is, seemed to be an attempt just to show how woke they could be. And then the screenplay category came up. You have all these screenplays, but who gets the award? A foreign film, which I did not think was as good as the others in the category. I did in fact see it, or I saw most of it, and I didn't think it was bad. Did I think it deserved to sweep the show? No. And so when I said, these people are the destruction of America, the line that got me in trouble, I meant the people who made the decision to award this film best script of the year because simply it was a film that checked all the woke boxes. I mean, I can't imagine I'm the only person sick of Hollywood doing this every single award season because this was the least watched Oscars ever. It reached all-time lows in the ratings, and even fell sharply from last year, which didn't have a stellar viewership in the first place. Part of 
people's reluctance to watch has to do with how sick people are of all of this woke intersectionalism. Yeah, no, I don't believe Parasite was the best screenplay or best picture. Yes, I would have preferred to see 1917 or Tarantino's film win for that category. I would have preferred to see Joker win best picture. And that is something I'm entitled to as a viewer of these films and as a viewer of the Oscars. I know it didn't come out that way. And for that, again, I apologize. If anyone thinks I believe that Koreans will destroy America, that is not at all what I intended. I, I mean, that would have come from far left field since it's not a sentiment that I've ever expressed before. Furthermore, it's, it's not something that any rational person would put in writing thinking that they could just get away with saying Koreans are going to destroy the country. Please. I believe the context of my other tweets chronicling this year's Oscar so woke theme so they could prove that, that Oscars not so white this year. Given my tweets depicting that theme, I believe shows I meant something wholly different than it's you Koreans. I'm aware all of this was made unclear by the poorly worded last phrase where I said, these people will be the destruction of our country. And of course there are consequences for firing off haphazard tweets from your couch without reading them before you hit the send button. On Twitter, timing is everything. And when you are live tweeting an event like the Oscars, I mean, the, the, the importance of getting the tweet out as fast as possible so that you don't miss what's coming next is crucial. However, my advice to future John Miller, all right, is you still need to proofread it to make sure it, what, what you actually mean is being represented in your tweet. And what I meant is that this was one of the worst displays of Hollywood trying to prove how accepting it is while abandoning merit. I mean, it's no secret Hollywood has a disproportionate influence on our country. And when they award undeserving films of the highest prizes, they're saying, we care about the color of your skin or your nationality or your gender or your sexuality more than we care about your merits or your creations or the content of your character. That was the message I was trying to get across. And that's what I should have written. Before we leave, want to tell you about Ashford University. We all have an idea of what our dream job looks like, but someone isn't just going to hand it to you, like the Democrats are to Donald Trump on a platter. Odds are you'll need at least a bachelor's degree to make that dream a reality. These days, it's, you have to put in a resume. You have to say, here's where I went to college. You have to show you graduated. And so at least a bachelor's degree is something that is becoming just inevitable in today's workplace. Now, I know it's hard to go back to school while you're working. That's why you're going to love Ashford University. It's convenient and flexible, and Ashford University's online bachelor's and master's degree program allow you to learn at your own pace. You can study wherever you're the most comfortable learning. One course at a time, Ashford's six-week-long courses allow you to take one course at a time. Very easy. And being enrolled in one class at Ashford means you are considered a full-time student. You know, I know, I know personally, personally, so many people who want advanced degrees, who want to do more education, but their life gets in the way. You know, they, they've got to feed their kids. They've got to pay their mortgage. They simply don't have time or simply cannot justify taking out hundreds of thousands of dollars. 
And that is why Ashford is here. There is no standardized test required. The SAT, GRE, GMAT, and other standardized test scores are not required for enrolling at Ashford University. And still, it's fully accredited by WASC, Senior College and University Commission. So get on the road to earning your degree and making your dream job a reality. Enroll now by going to ashford.edu slash WHB. That is ashford.edu slash WHB to start your degree today. Ashford.edu slash WHB. Go there now. That's all we have time for today, folks. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you soon. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the White House Brief Podcast. If you haven't already, remember to subscribe to the podcast. Please rate it, and if you feel like doing it, please leave a review. It really helps us out. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.